Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle. I'm a human design and health coach, and this little piece of the field is here to support you in your journey to understanding and regulating your emotions, to help you remember who you are, to ground into your knowing, and to support you in all things spiritual, emotional, and health. I bring some beautiful souls to share their story with you, and my goal is to have conversations that are supportive of wherever you find yourself in your journey. This podcast really started as a space to use my voice, and over the years, it's become so much more. Thank you so much for being here and for all of your support. I love you all. Now enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to another week, another episode of the podcast This week, I'm going to talk about the divine feminine. It is a conversation that has been coming up so much for me lately. I literally just recorded a podcast episode that's going to come out in January. Um, And in it, we talk so much about this divine feminine, right? Um, This coming back to ourselves, this remembering who we are as women, right? And men also have this feminine in them. This is not necessarily uh, gender-based, right? It is the feminine nature within all of us. And the feminine has been so suppressed. And the feminine has been, you know, we've been, we've been taught to not trust. We've been taught to question. We've been taught to not really embody that feminine side of ourselves. And it is such an important conversation, especially for right now. And so I really wanted to come on here and have this conversation with you because, again, it is just something that has continued to come up repeatedly over and over in so many conversations that I've been having. And, you know, the feminine is fluid. You know, when we think about feminine, we, I, I think about cancer, right? I think about Taurus, which is mother nature. I think about earth and how she is just calling for us to connect with us. It's like, if we are looking to heal, if we are looking to get grounded, go take your shoes off and take a walk outside, right? Go sit underneath a tree, go sit by the beach, go out into the woods and just listen because it is so absolutely beautiful in the ways that she speaks to us, but we have to listen. I went to Mexico, I believe it was last year for my birthday, and I did a shamanic healing. And I just, I always remember there was a point during this healing. My mind is so loud. I've talked about it on the podcast. I had a whole episode that really talked about this specific shamanic healing. I'll I'll tag it in the show notes or I'll I'll link it in the show notes. But my mind is so loud. I have a defined ajna. And so I'm constantly talking in my head, right? My head is constantly talking. And there was this point during the shamanic healing where she had this rattle and she was going around me and she just put both hands over my ears. And the silence that I experienced within my chaotic mind was absolutely beautiful. I, in that moment when I heard nothing, she took her hands off my ears and I heard mother nature. I heard Gaia, right? I heard her speaking through the trees, through the wind, through the bugs, through the birds. It was like, I knew all of it was speaking to me. I knew it was a conversation. I knew it was all in that moment for me to experience that, for me to experience her, for me to experience everything in that moment in such a beautiful, feminine, fluid, organic way. And so I I take uh, – I, every Sunday I go on a walk out in nature. And now that it's getting a little bit chillier, <laughs> um, I'm bundling up because the cold is not my thing. But these walks that we've begun to take, you know, about four miles – just being out there, right? It's being out there and enjoying the weather and enjoying. It's so funny because when we started, everybody was afraid of all the bugs, right? It was like the crickets and the bees and oh my gosh. And now it's just 
it's almost like they don't bother us. We don't really see them anymore, right? They don't kind of like come up, probably because we're not paying attention to it. But it's also like once you have this connection with nature, um, I used to be terrified of bees. I mean, literally would run away. I was at the park once with my daughter when she was really little. And this wasp like landed on my shoulder and I flicked it off. And I swear, like I ran home, like I picked my daughter up and we ran, <laughs> I ran home. And this thing was like following me for like almost the entire way home. And so I used to like, it was such an intense fear. And I know fears come from some fears like that, that are irrational. Like, I don't think I've ever, I've been stung by a bee once when I was like four or five, maybe. And, you know, sometimes these fears come from past lives, from, from past experiences that we don't hold anymore in this lifetime. But I just remember how absolutely terrified I was of bugs, of nature. Uh, I went on an absolutely beautiful uh two-week trip to Nepal and we stayed out in the jungle. And I just remember like the fear of the spiders that were in the in the it wasn't a hotel room. It was just we were like in a, a camp, right? In in the jungle. And I remember like being so afraid of the bugs and all the critters and the in the in the um you know there were jaguars out there and panthers. I mean it was just like so I was so terrified of nature herself. And it's just beautiful as my journey has evolved as I've become to tap in with that feminine in myself, right? And that divine feminine that is within all of us and just being able to tap into that and coming back to that how now it's like going out in nature like we ran into a bobcat a few weeks ago and there was a moment where like my son was walking up to it. I was like, "Oh, kind of like that fear that mother fear came in where I'm like, "Get away. <laughs> like don't go up to it." But I also like knew it's just the energy, right? It's the vibe. It's like, I'm not saying go out and try and pet a bear, but also if you're bringing a specific energy, nature, she works with you, right? Like if you can, if you can match the vibration, the frequency of what is around you, you're just naturally going to integrate with it, right? You're going to be able to dance with it. And, um, that's also something the universe, something I've really been bringing into my practice is to have fun, to play, because the universe absolutely loves the curiosity that I think about the fool and the tarot deck, right? It's just that that childlike, and it's like Gemini and Mercury, right? These energies, this like childlike um, curiosity and innocence and like wanting to play with it and and asking questions and and just being like, I I surrender whatever it is that you want to bring to me. Like I'm here for it. Like I surrender to it, show it to me. Like I'm excited for it. And just having this new, like different type of energy. And I think like, bringing it back to the feminine, like especially being a female, um, embodying the feminine, I think we're so often taught that we need to embody this, this masculine energy that is kind of like what quote unquote, I'm air quoting, but it's like what runs, what we perceive to run our governments, our world, right? And things are shifting. Things are changing. Things are breaking. Things are rebuilding. We are birthing something new right now. And all the systems that were in place are changing. They're changing. And I'm I have a Lauren Aletta is coming back on the podcast in January. I've already recorded it. And part of the conversation that we had, and and part of what's been coming up for me a lot this past year has been, you know, when we look back, 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 back in time, right? When we think like Lumeria, the the this ancient civilization of Lumeria, this was a matriarchal society. And then Atlantis was more when the patriarchy started to come into play to kind of like get more space for that. And and we have a really fascinating conversation about that specifically. And so uh, keep an, keep an ear out for that. Um, that's coming out in January, but it's like, we have been for so long been put down 
by the patriarchy, right? We have been for so long told that we can't trust ourselves. We can't trust our intuition. We can't, you know, be guided by spirit. We can't, you know, dance and embrace our femininity. We can't show too much skin. It's like, you can't do this. You can't do that. And so it's like, what are we, we're left with like not even knowing who we are, like outsourcing it all. And then when we do embody this beautiful feminine side of us, we're made to feel like, like we're being too loose or we're being too slutty or whatever it is. Right. And I feel like if you can be honest with yourself and be true with yourself and come back into that feminine of yourself, say no to things like no is a complete sentence. Right. And it's one of the hardest things to do. I feel like in that feminine, in in the wounded feminine, because it's like, we want to be the nurturer and we want to be there for everyone else. And especially if you're a mother, I feel like we're, we, we want to be for our kids but yet we get so lost in that sometimes. So it's like, how can we embrace ourselves? And you know that we have the mother wound. We have the sister wound in in all of us, right? And it's it's th- this wounding that's been passed down by generations and generations. And so so many of us have this wounding from this mother wound that is passed down through our DNA, through our genetics. Um just, you know, and especially when we are in the womb, right? we experience what our mothers experience. And so we just have this deep um, mother wound. And there are a lot of books. um, uh, There's one book specifically, I know it's like right around me. And it's about the mother wound. Oh, discovering the inner mother. And it's all about the mother wound and how we can overcome the mother wound. And with that comes the sister wound. And I know so many women that, you know, their go-to is just like, oh, well, I just get along better with men. Men are just so much easier. And every relationship in our life is a mirror for us. And so when you look at the relationships with women, when women trigger you, what is it showing you about you, right? That's why I always try and remind myself, like, what is this showing me? What do I still need to heal? Whether it's a relationship with a partner, whether it's a relationship with a friend, whether it's a relationship with my parents, whether it's a relationship with my children, right? And I think like sometimes our children are the biggest mirror for us because they're just pushing every button. I think that's that's their their job, right? And so asking yourself when these wounds are coming up, when we're feeling envious maybe of another woman, when we're feeling bitter, when we're feeling anger, uh, you know, all emotions are acceptable. (laughs) All emotions are what they are. There is no right and wrong emotion. It is what we do with that emotion that I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's what we do with that emotion that allows us to move through it or it keeps us stuck in it. And so when we can identify what it is, what's coming up, we can really work to move through that, identifying that mother wound, having awareness of it. And just in a conversation I was just having on that's going to come out on the podcast, one thing that came up was honesty. And I think that's something that yeah, as this whole, the energy is shifting and changing, you know, being honest with yourself is the very first thing. This is why one of the first steps is awareness, right? The mad man who knows he's mad is no longer mad. mad. And having awareness of yourself. The first thing I think is identifying your triggers, noticing when you're emotionally activated, noticing who's triggering that. Is it coming from the mother wound? Is it coming from the sister wound? Is it coming just from a core wounding belief that you have about yourself? 
how can you start to begin to shift these things? What are you feeling when you are embodying or working to embody the feminine? What do you even feel when you think of the term divine feminine? Does it trigger something in you? Does it make you feel a certain way? Does it make you want to resist and pull back and be like, ooh, that's for someone else, not me? We all have it in us. And being empowered in your body, respecting yourself, loving yourself, and not that you can't do that embodying the masculine because absolutely you can. It's very different. But embodying that feminine, I was so disconnected with my feminine for so long. I was that one who I dress very comfortably. I've always just enjoyed that. And I can be feminine within that. But I would look at somebody who was totally dressed up and absolutely beautiful. And I would judge them. Because I felt like if I did that, if I dressed myself up, and if I put on makeup and did my hair and maybe put on fake lashes or whatever, I would feel so pulled out of who I was. And it's not that you can't embody that and and feel beautiful in that. Also, I didn't feel comfortable in that way, which doesn't make me less feminine, right? I can dress the way I want to dress, be who I want to be, and be as embodied and feminine as the woman who is dressed in an absolutely beautiful, long, flowy dress with long, flowy hair, with her makeup absolutely stunning. It's still the feminine. It's how you feel and how you embody that. And I started doing the class. I did it a while ago. I've talked about it on here before because I absolutely love it. I will link it below. I'm not an affiliate. This is not an ad, not anything. I just so much love what the class does. And every single time I do a workout, now I do it uh, Monday through Friday, I do like a 30-minute workout, and then Sunday I do a yoga. So I'm trying to incorporate more yoga into my practice because I did yoga for years, and then I stopped doing yoga for like the past year. And as I'm like studying more and learning more about yoga philosophy and in general, I'm wanting to like it, it, incorporate it more. And I just like – there was something as I've been more in my body, as I've stopped drinking – as I've really noticed what I'm eating, consuming, and how I'm feeling and how that makes me feel, and being honest with myself and setting boundaries and treating myself right, I was kind of being called to the class again. Because when I did it the first time, I just like always felt so so good, right? I felt really sexy kind of doing these workouts because it was very feminine. It was, it's like the divine feminine is in is embodied and the energy is coming through in these in these classes. And it is hard and it is moving your body and it is a workout, but it's so intuitive at the same time. You're constantly coming back to the space and putting your hand on your chest and your stomach and connecting with your body as you go through it and moving and dancing and the yoga practice is beautiful. And so I've been doing that lately too. And, and just being in myself in that space feels amazing. And I'm the type when I was younger, I, whenever we'd go out to like clubs or what, or whatever, I had to have like quite a few drinks to be able to let go and get out there and dance. And that's something that I've felt. I don't know if shame is the right word, 
but I felt a lot of judgment, like that fear of judgment where if like, if I move my body, what are people going to think about me? Or, or what if I look stupid? Um, that's my own like core wounding coming up. But as I've been leaning into a little bit more dance as an emotional regulation technique, as just being feminine and being embodied, it just feels so good, right? And, and dance is a very feminine practice. And a lot of people, it's, it's a way to move your body. The whole point is being within our bodies, right? Like I said, I, I think about that Taurus, like that Mother Earth energy. And yes, I'm a Taurus, so I'm always going to lean into the Tauran um, energy because I just love it so much. And you know, when you look at astrology, it's like your sun sign is your ego, right? And it's sort of who you're growing into being, who you are here to become is that sun sign. And then you have your your rising sign, which is sort of like the lens from which you are perceiving the world and learning the lessons that you need to embody that, that sun sign. And so in my personal life, which is why I think I talk about it so much and I'm feeling so into it, is I am a Taurus sun. And I've always kind of leaned more towards the shadowy sides of the Taurus. And as I'm sort of leaning more into the feminine sides of Taurus, it just feels really good. And I'm and I'm feeling into that feminine and feeling into that nature. And again, like taking the walks every Sunday out in nature, like has been so healing in so many ways. And it's just, it's just this, this super fluid energy. And, and it's like surrendering to the divine. And, and I think when you look at human design, so like my manifestation style is specific manifest, right? So I'm supposed to like be writing all the lists and be as specific as possible. And I used to like cling to that and I would rewrite it every single day and I would think about it all the time. And now it's like, can I write the list, be specific and just let it go? Just let it go. Just flow with life and be able to just let it show up as it's meant to show up. I think there was a period, especially with the podcast, where I would just like look at the numbers um, and then feel, compare to other people. And I just like can't do that anymore. You know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good within my body. And I want to just, I trust that the message that's coming through is being received by those who are meant to receive it. And beyond that, yeah, I could promote it more, right? I could run more ads or there are there are obviously practical things and from a marketing perspective, you know that I can do for the podcast. But also, I feel like the energy behind it is intentional. The energy that I'm putting into it and the message that is putting out to receive and every single time before an interview um, you know, I always just ask to be a channel for the divine message, whatever is supposed to come through and whoever is supposed to hear it, hear it when it's meant to come into their lives, when it's meant to be impactful for them. And so I just let it go. And I trust that that is, you know, what's happening. <laughs> and I love this so much that I continue to show up every week because I'm so passionate about it. It lights my fire. It lights me up. And as a generator, I'm a manifesting generator, but as a generator type, like that is what we're supposed to do. I had a pot, the podcast that just came out last week with Grace Bella Harmon. We talked about the sequel. She's a generator too. And she tells how she removed her own IUD and how her sacral was just like released and set free. And I also got off birth control in February. And so much has shifted since then. So much has 
been set free. So much has been released. I'm so much more able to come into myself, to trust myself, and to hear that sacral. I have a defined sacral. I am a manifesting generator. But when you separate the personality from the design side, which is a really helpful tool when you're really wanting to get to know who you think you are, like perceive yourself, understand the way that you perceive yourself, which is really helpful in then identifying when that happens and being able to come back to your body. But my personality side is an emotional manifester and my design side is a reflector. So yes, I have a sacral. But when you think about it, I have these two sides that are held together by this G center, right? It's held together in that illusion. And that's where the sacral comes in for me. And so I resonate a lot with, I wouldn't say, okay, I want to say I resonate a lot with non-sacral beings in very specific ways. I have to use my energy in a very sacral way, right? Like I work out every day. I'm constantly moving. But there hits, there's a point where I am tired. <laughs> Sometimes like when I think about, you know, going out at night, I mean, in, in very MG, right? You need to ask me like the day when I make plans for an advance, like my mood changes, my energy changes. I love to be in bed by about nine o'clock laying down. So if I have work to do, I'll do it on my iPad. I love to read a book. I have a whole routine, wash my face off, do my yoga nidra. I meditate. I read. Not in that order. That's actually the wrong order that I do things, but I do. I meditate. I take my face off. I read. I do a yoga nidra and then I'm out. And so I have a very specific bedtime routine. I'm trying to get more into one in the morning, but I will get up about 5.45 and then I journal. I have my coffee while I journal my decaf. It is now half and half. Actually, I'm finishing up the espresso and I mixed it with decaf. So it's like half and half. Um, but I'll usually have that while I journal, get the kids ready for school, drop them off, then I move my body. I love doing it in the morning. I used to have to do it in the afternoon and it was just painful. <laughs> I love doing it in the morning. As I'm talking about the sacral, my two sacral beings in the other room are not ready for bed. <laughs> and if you're parenting a generator, they need to be able to, you can't force them to go to sleep. Um, their sacral needs to be burned out, which is what they're doing right now. They're running around the house, getting that last bit of sacral energy out before I go out there and force them to go into their rooms, which they don't have to go to bed, but they need to go into their rooms at a certain point. Um, because I do, I, with my whole routine, I set boundaries around what's my time and what's theirs because exactly we're talking about the feminine can, you know, we can be so much like catering for our kids and doing this and that for our kids. But it's also, we have to have that time to fill ourselves up. We have to have that time to, to get in touch with ourselves, you know, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through a warm bath, whether it's through movement of some sort, whatever practices those are that bring you into yourself, setting boundaries around that. Um, you know, tonight it's usually eight o'clock. Um, but I had a podcast interview at seven to eight. So I kind of had them in their rooms during that time. And so now they're a little bit wired because we weren't active and spending time together during that window, but that's a whole other thing. So there's a grace period, but I do have a session coming up in about 15 minutes. So they do need to go to bed, but I would just urge you or challenge you to notice what comes up when it relates to the divine feminine. What do you feel when I even say that, divine feminine, do you feel like you embody it? And when do you feel like you embody it? What stories are you telling yourself about why maybe you can't show up in that way? What stories are you telling yourself about you not being feminine enough or what femininity means to you? 
What are those stories? Question them. When have you been feminine? When do you feel most feminine? When do you come into yourself? When, because I know when I feel feminine, I feel powerful. I feel embodied. I feel sexy. I feel like a force, right? And it comes in these practices of like, how often do you say no? How how often do you honor yourself in, in the things that you don't want to do? How often do you outsource yourself to others? Notice that. How often do you say yes when you really want to say no? And I have gate 29 in my unconscious earth. So trust me, there are so many times where I commit and I say yes to things when I really want to say no. And that's a practice. That is, that is a big practice of me coming back to myself and really honoring that. And, you know, we feel obligations sometimes to say yes to people, family, parents, friends. But it's like you are honoring yourself. If it doesn't hurt or harm anyone, right? If you're coming with good intentions, if you're coming from good, you can't please everyone. You can't please everyone. It's not possible. But if you're honoring yourself and you're able to say no to something you don't want to do, something you're really saying yes to yourself, right? So notice the wounding you have within yourself around the, the, the feminine, the mother wound, the sister wound. If you are masculine, if you're a male listening to this, what does the divine feminine mean to you? How does that express itself in you? How does it make you feel You know, when you see a woman or a man embodying the feminine? Because you know, there's such this empowerment moving around women divine um embodying their feminine, which I think is so important. But there is still still this wounding, still this programming around men embodying their masculine. And I will admit it. I will admit it. You know, we always want men to be more feminine, to be more sensitive, right? And then when you get a man in front of you that is crying and being sensitive, as a woman, how does that make you feel? Because there have been times where I have seen a man cry and there have been times, I will admit it, that my thought is, aren't you supposed to be a man right now? Right? And I know, <laughs> I know that is not where we're headed, right? We are headed where we can be sensitive. We can express ourselves. Where we can be seen and show up and be accepted exactly as we are. And so this divine feminine not only presents itself in women, right? I think women experience this a lot. And because women are more attached to that term divine feminine, but it is in men too. And men need to rewrite this, but women also need to rewrite their perspective and their views on men who are embodying the feminine. Because it's important for all of us to embody it and integrate it and to work with it. And when we're healing ourselves, we're healing others. When we're healing ourselves, we're healing Mother Earth. We're healing... I just, this, this, this keeps coming up for me, you know, mother earth and connecting with her and receiving the deep healing messages that she has for us, receiving the deep medicinal herbs that she has for us, whether it's mushrooms, whether it's all these beautiful ancient herbs, like Ayurvedic, I mean, they are medicine for us. Our food is medicine for us in when we are eating highly processed, we are destroying our soil. I mean, there's so much when it comes to our food. 
And we need to be more educated on how to feed ourselves. It's not even so much the education either. You can tap into your intuition, which is a piece of the divine feminine, and know what is for you and what is not. When you have the sugar and when you have the processed food, how does it actually truly make you feel? Tap into that space. And the more you tap into that space, the more you clean yourself up, the more you feed yourself right, the more you'll be able to tap into it. Because if we can heal, we are, we are on the path. It is clear, right? I mean, it looks like the world is crumbling around us, but we always rise from the ashes, right? It's like things are broken. We break things to fix them. It's the age of Aquarius, <laughs> It's what Aquarius does, right? It breaks the mold. It questions authority. It questions what's happening around us. It's the rebel. And it is doing that in order to create better structures that work for everybody. And this was happening. And a big piece of that is healing the feminine. It is healing the earth. It is trusting and feeling into what is best for us. So question these things. Notice these things. How can you incorporate some sort of feminine practice within your day? If you are disconnected with it, what is one small step you can take to get more connected with it? How can you trust your intuition more? Maybe you need to dance. Move your hips. Our trauma and emotions are stored in our hips. Can you dance or just do something that helps you connect with yourself? Work to add in some sort of practice that is going to bring you in touch with that divine feminine in you. Find your intuition. See what it's telling you. Follow it, trust it, and see where it takes you.